0: All right, so how do, we, how do we bring civility back? We'll get to that momentarily. I want to squeeze Vince in in Northville. What's up, Vince? Hey, how are you, sir? What's up?
1: Hey, just wanted to let you know, now the Supreme Court is going to do an arbitrary code of conduct. I already expect that when you become a Supreme Court justice, mm-hmm. hence the word Supreme Court court okay you're at the top of the food chain Mm -hmm. yours your ruling is the law of the land i'm already expecting this type of behavior when you're doing the rulings on the behalf of the constitution and the american people now all of a sudden you want to throw in another arbitrary set of rules that's going to go up there to try to sell a dog and pony show to me that you're actually being legit and you're actually on top of everything. I, I I I think that's an oxymoron. Okay, that's stupid. Okay, when you are a Supreme Court justice, even though you're a human being, you are supposed to be without reproach. Yeah. Because you've been vetted, you've been background checked, and you are supposed to do the will of the people according to the Constitution, that document, the Constitution of the United States of America. Well, look, he, here's Copy the thing, I'm Vince.
0: Wrong. No, 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 you're you're not wrong, but the problem is is they are human. They know people. They 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 don't you don't get to be a Supreme Court justice of the United States without knowing a couple folks, all right? right. So, it it's not out of the realm of possibility that they do something that maybe they shouldn't do. Maybe it's not against the rule, but maybe it's a gray area and there is a conflict of interest when they hear a particular case. I think it's fair that they adhere to whatever code of conduct or whatever code of ethics that they have or want to put in place that would that would hold them to account. I'm not I'm not, I don't disagree with you at all. I think you're exactly right. I think in reality though they're humans that and they are they they probably know some very high powered folks. So I think it's only fair that we should be able to, you know, look through the window. Let's have some transparency here. Make sure everybody's on the up and up. Vince, real real quick, Vince, real quick. Who's going to hold their feet to
1: the fire then if they're the supreme law of the land? Who holds them account to their own code of conduct?
0: Well, I guess that would be Congress. You got faith in them? No. (laughs) Fair fair enough, Vince. I appreciate it. 800-859-0957. Up. there, it, it's kind of out of hand, in my opinion, and and we talked about this last week. For me, it's like you've got Republicans out there saying, "Well, let's hold some money from these universities because they're not keeping a certain segment of of student student safe." And whether that is Jewish members on campus, because there have been protest pro Palestinian protests that have been gotten pretty heated. Um, we, we talked about whether or not that was a good course of action. Even more so under that, at the base, there is a, a lack of civility. And then it has been spotlight because of this particular issue that is unfolding in the Middle East. Dr. Pontus Leander is the director of the Center for Peace and Conflict Studies at Wayne State University and joins us. Doctor, good to have you. Hi, thanks for having me today. Also, Sally Joe Levine, the National Council of Jewish Women, the Michigan president, uh, joins us. Sally Joe, good to have you.
1: Thank you
0: so much. This has become a glaring issue um, uh, across the country, but around the world as well. We we have seen this uh, this conflict uh, uh, unfolding in Israel and Gaza as a hot button issue for many people across the world. Uh, Dr. Leander, how do we how do we restore a certain level of civility in this world today?
2: Well, that's an easy question. Yeah,
0: yeah. 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 So, I, I I that's not loaded at all.
2: Uh, well, let's start by, by recognizing that conflict is inevitable in life. It's a part of life. We're gonna have conflicts with each other, we're gonna have conflicts with ourselves mm-hmm. at, at different points in our lives. So and conflict in itself is not bad. It can be useful and necessary for problem solving. So the the question is, is how can human beings, as complex as we are, as emotional beings sometimes, how can we engage in difficult conflicts without it escalating to incivility, aggression, and eventually violence. And when I'm thinking about this, I kind of land on two areas that I pay attention to. So one, and I study aggression and how people's frustrations and fears can lead to these kind of lashing out or aggressive type responses. And one is problems can arise when people, well-meaning people, honest people get stuck on some single preferred solution to a problem that Everyone generally agrees is a problem. And when their solution isn't chosen, when their answer to a problem isn't chosen, that can make them vulnerable to frustration or even a sense of betrayal by those who didn't choose that solution or agree to it. So we can look at, for example, gun violence. And a lot of people uh, can overwhelmingly agree that gun violence is a problem, but there is honest debate on on both sides about uh, what the solution is. And people can be so committed to one set of solutions mm. in particular that others find it unacceptable or dangerous. So that's, that could be a flashpoint for, for uh, conflict spilling into, instead of being constructive, to trying to defeat the opponent instead of defeating an argument. And the other side, the deeper issue that I think is more interesting in the American context is this question about whether there's a conflict of basic values. If people can't agree what the problems even are or what to prioritize or even agree that there is a problem, you know people are going to be living in different realities sure. with different uh, goals and motives sure. and that's where i get nervous sally, if we can't even agree on a reality we're in trouble
0: sally jo levine joins us as well this is a, a difficult time for uh, the, the 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 jewish segment of our population as well um th- th- there seems to be a really loud voice in support of 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 pro palestine um ideologies and and that has put a a a group of people in a in a box almost of of fear in a lot of cases is there is there any room for for civil discourse do you think um as we stand today well i will tell you one thing my mother
1: always said she said when you're talking you're not learning yeah. you only learn when you're listening and i think we need to learn to listen even if we disagree violently and vehemently, with what someone is saying, we need to listen to where they come from. We don't necessarily have to agree with them, but we do have to hear and I think that um dr leander um will will definitely agree with that. We need to listen to each other um and is is there a lot of room? Oh my goodness, there is a lot of room for us to learn and and we need to find ways to reach out a hand for things that we can agree on because we're not going to agree on everything.
0: Mm. Yeah. And, and it seems to me, doctor, that there's a lot of different avenues that, that people um, can tend to flare up. And, and I'm curious to know, I've got about 30 seconds left here. Do you, do you view the way that we communicate as being problematic, whether it's social media or blog posts or like, are, are we able to have legitimate conversations um, online that we would be able to have in person?
2: Well, I don't know if online communication is an avenue for listening. I, I completely agree that uh, if we're not in a position where we're capable of learning intentionally or even unconsciously learning, picking up new information, uh, I think that's going to be problematic for the yeah. future.
0: Um, I, I hope to have you both uh, back again very soon. It's a topic that we could certainly spend a lot more time on, but um, it, 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 infusing civility back into our current uh, mainstream would be uh, incredibly helpful, especially when tensions are high uh, all over the globe. Dr. Pontus ELander with the uh, Center for Peace and Conflict Studies at Wayne State University. Thank you so much. Thank you. And Sally Jo Levine with the National Council for Jewish Women, the president of the Michigan chapter. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much.
0: And we'll talk again very soon. Um, In the meantime, we'll get to more of your calls, your texts coming up next. Uh, Also get you caught up on some of the headlines making way around our country uh, this uh, Monday afternoon. All that and more as we continue here on JR Afternoon.